Welcome to Riley on Film. I'm your host, Damian Riley. You can find out more and subscribe for free always at RileyOnFilm.com. Now, on with the show. The film here is Shelley, and it is a horror film. It is a Danish horror film. And I have a lot to say about it. I really liked it. It did take me a little while to kind of get the gist of what was going on. What they were trying to do. But one thing it didn't take very long for me to appreciate. Was the music and the sound effects. And the amazing cinematography. This is one of those films that you can just sort of sink into. And sort of put yourself into a trance. The chair I sit in, it has one of those vibrating backs that I use sometimes, like a massager. And I had it on and I just let the creepiness of this film just sort of waft over me and fully enjoyed it once it got really going. It is a Danish film and Danish is spoken most likely you can find the subtitles if you're streaming it or uh, if you're downloading it. usually has subtitles with it in English. So that'd be the way to go. The dialogue is not really, really crucial. But of course you need to know what's going on, stuff like that. So of course you need to know what they're saying. I could almost make out the story of this film just by the face of the younger woman the mannerisms of the old bearded man and the other characters in the film so yes i am bringing you a foreign film and i don't do that very much i stumbled across this film about two or three years ago when i was trying to see all the films from a given year and this film came out in 2016 so it was about exactly two years ago maybe a year and a half actually because I was watching it on streaming I looked into this film because it was on pretty much every list of horror movies from 2016 now I certainly don't want to be like Trump in any way so even though I brought it up just strike it from any association with me but I sort of have a Trump philosophy in a way an upside down kind of way about foreign films and horror I prefer to watch American horror that's not because I have anything against horror from other countries because it usually ends up being pretty damn good. I did a Hout Tension or High Tension on a podcast about uh, four or five uh, episodes ago. That was like one of the best slasher horrors that I'd seen in a long time and that one was in French. So we have this one in Danish. Forgive me if that's not the language that they speak, but I know it's a Danish film. So I was a little bit 
concerned about that finding out at the beginning that it was going to be subtitles the whole way through you know i'll just admit it it's it's a fault of mine i need to be more patient and i need to be more open-minded with other cultures in horror and other you know just the subtitles of horror which are kind of a drag for me because i like to multitask today i was searching up all the well the stuff on trump that's probably why i'm thinking about him uh while i was watching this movie off and on just getting the news of the day reading my emails checking for jobs on the subline just doing all the things that i am doing these days and i should be just be able to just lock on to the horror movie uh, and i should and I, a lot of times i do but once in a while, I, I got to get up and I got to do things. And I don't, I'm not one of those people to just pause it, pause it, pause it, come back, play. So that's the reason I don't like subtitles. It's not because the movies aren't good. It's not because I don't respect the countries. It's just that I am, I'm basically bilingual. I speak Spanish and I speak English. Uh, but I don't speak Danish and I don't speak French. And I don't speak German and a lot of other languages that some of these great movies that's why I sort of wasn't too crazy about the subtitles. But as I watched, I got really involved with this young woman. She, you know, wants to uh, get money. She needs money at any cost. And, I mean, being a single mom, people, not that came out sounding strange. I'm not a single mom, but her being a single mom, you know, you need to get money wherever you can. There's nobody helping you out. Her parents, I think, are helping her out. But it makes sense that she would go out and live with this couple in these horrid conditions where they don't even have a TV and they don't even have cell phones. Uh, but it makes sense that she'd go out there and fulfill the terms of their contract so she can make money and bring it home to her baby and everything is hunky-dory. So... Uh, I was drawn in by that and I was drawn in it made sense like her character made sense I wasn't so sure about the blonde woman and I was and I was pretty sure about her husband he made a lot of sense and then the witch doctor type guy he was really strange and of course the baby that was kind of amazing some of those scenes how the baby just stayed so still I don't know how they did that but I ended up really loving this film mostly for the atmosphere and the creepiness so this one's going to go on my creepy list. I'm I'm working on a creepy horror movies list that focuses out on the atmosphere, the dark nature of certain films because those are my favorite. So I figured I might as well get to the business of making a list, leave some kind of legacy behind because when you see a horror movie, you're you're kind of done with it. You know, you put your time in, you find it, you think about it. Should I watch this movie? And then you invest your time in it and you watch it and then you're done with it. Rarely will I see a horror movie twice. Although that's changing a little bit. But you can do things with that movie. You can do a podcast like I do. You could write a review like I do. Uh, less and less, but I do written reviews. You can go on Letterbox and you could do like a one or two line review. Let your friends know if a film is worth watching. 
and you can kind of get some mileage out of every movie that you see. So I want to make a list of creepy movies and Shelly is definitely going to be on it. So be watching for that and news of that on my podcast and uh, just wherever you find me, Twitter. So just to bring us all up to speed on what we're talking about, here's the basic plot. Luis and Casper want to become parents, but Luis is unable to have children. She seals a pact with her Romanian maid, Elena, to bear Luis's child, but things don't turn out as they planned. And there's that supernatural element that they're referring to. Demonic. Rosemary's Baby. I remember when I first saw the cover of this film, I thought of Rosemary's Baby, obviously because it's got a pregnant woman in red with blood dripping down, and then it has a baby carriage. So I think they were kind of going for that. The title kind of threw me off, and I wonder if that's maybe that's why it didn't do that well is because uh, the title makes it sort of look like a biopic of Percy Shelley. And I don't know about you, but the idea of a movie about a classic poet kind of way turns me off and doesn't seem like horror at all. But when you get into this one, it definitely is horror. It's not a slasher. But it's so creepy, and I love that about it. The film opens with a young Romanian woman, Elena, being driven to the home of her new employers. Danish couple Luis and Casper. Poor Casper. I'll tell you why I think that later. Luis and Casper are a wealthy couple living in near isolation in a lake house in the forest. It is chosen that they want to be isolated. I mean, it's not like they're roughing it. They do have a house. It's pretty nice, like, lob cabin style house. But it has no electricity. No cell phone usage. They do have a landline somehow. And I don't know how they pull that one off. Because a landline requires electricity. Casper explains that Elena was hired for some extra help. Because Luis has been weakened by recent surgery. The couple lives without electricity and lives off the food they grow, as well as eggs from the chicken coop they keep. And the only communication with the outside world is through a simple landline phone, although Elena hears a few unusual noises at the house. She otherwise fits in easily. That's the little foreshadowing. She hears some sounds, but you can sort of dismiss it because they're out in the wilderness, right? Yeah. Now the trees, I don't know if you saw Blair Witch Project, but the trees in this are just like that, and they're so creepy, and they're everywhere. And some scenes, they'll even show like the sunset through those trees with no leaves on them, just uh, gnarly branches, and it's so Halloween, and it's so scary you know like like what you think of on halloween night with a full moon not the movie halloween but just like using an adjective like so halloween just that time of year and all the images that you see for witches and such this is this is uh the point at which you really have to sort of calm yourself down at least i do 
maybe I have a little bit of ADHD or something. But in order to get the creepiness like a nightmare, that feeling, not the, you know, total discomfort of a nightmare. A nightmare can be way uncomfortable, but just sort of that light, you're still in control, but not quite. You have to be patient. You have to allow the movie to do something to you. There's incredible cinematography in this. I think you'll agree. And the camera is kind of panning here and there. But when it freezes on Elena's beautiful face. She's a really hot actress. And when it freezes on her face. And it shows the branches behind her. That would be a place where you just kind of need to take a breath and just sort of let it enter you. Let it, you know, feel what the director is trying to do. And I found those moments to be very powerful. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it can be boring just doing that the whole movie. Sometimes you got to get up and such. But this movie, the, the story of it, I think, is laid out enough. It's not complicated. And so... I mean, if you even had to, I would say looking up the ending on this movie would not be, you know, a problem. Of course, you're listening to this with spoilers, so you probably, you know, you already know the ending. But maybe someone else starting out, you could tell them what the ending was and it wouldn't be that big a deal. Of course, they might hit you, so be careful. I don't like to tell people the ending in real life, especially my wife. Um, I might get slapped or something worse kicked out of the bedroom. But anyway, we're not talking about that at the current moment. We're going through a movie called Shelley. But did I mention that it's incredible cinematography? Because it did remind me of Blair Witch Project, not because it was a handheld movie. It's not a handheld movie. But just the rustic nature, the simple nature, and the way they captured those trees, those awful trees... Elena is put off at first by the eccentric and withdrawn Louise, who seems to be afraid of electricity and talks to herself, but the two quickly bond as Elena falls into the routine of the house. I think Louise uh, is a very strong Danish woman, and she's a little older. I would probably place her in her 40s. Uh, maybe possibly late 30s, but I'm, I'm thinking more like 40s to mid 40s. Uh, so not sure how old she is, but that's where I put her. So she's much older than Elena, and she represents a barren womb. And Elena represents a fertile womb. Elena reveals that she has a five year old son living with her parents, and she's saving money. To buy the two of them an apartment of their own. Though she estimates that she would need to save for years before achieving the goal. I find young single mothers so endearing. So much so that I married one. When I met my wife she had a four year old son. She was doing it on her own. She was waitressing. She was going to school. I fell in love with her immediately because I just had such a heart for that goal for what she was trying to do with her life and you know i quit soon late soon after adopted our son um and uh 
have just been so happily married to this strong woman. So when I when I see Elena, this young strong woman, trying to make it work for her and her child, it's very touching to me, and it it touches me in a personal way. And I think it's meant to do that. I think we're meant to see that she is a practical woman, not living off the government, not mooching off anybody, but trying to work her way through, and she's willing to do what she needs to do. Even stay away from her son, her five-year-old son, as long as it takes to get the money she needs to do the things that she wants to do. Well, to get an apartment, that's what she wants to do. Louise turns around and confides that though she and Casper want a child, she cannot carry one to term. Later, as their friendship deepens, Louise reveals that she had frozen some of her eggs and she asks if Elena would carry a child for her and Casper. In return, Luis and Casper would buy an apartment for Elena after she gave birth. Oh, wow, that's dangling a carrot in front of her eyes, isn't it? After some thought, Elena agrees, much to the chagrin of her parents. Meanwhile, Luis is visited by Leo. Oh, Leo. Leo's the witch doctor, and he sure is a strange dude with the gnarly, arthritic fingers. He's a friend of the family and a psychic guru who tries to expel bad energy from Luis's body to help her heal. This guy really reminds you that it's horror. I think it starts becoming sort of a normal movie and then he comes in. It's it's always dark though, isn't it? I mean, there's like a candle here and there. The house is really dark. There's nothing to do. There's no trappings of technology. Uh, but then again, it's almost like you're suffocating because there isn't any. Though Elena feels somewhat unusual after the insemination, the doctor assures her that everything is fine. Elena proceeds as normal for a few months, though she grows uncomfortable with a number of bizarre events. The chickens in the coop all become frightened of her. She begins to hear more strange sounds, and she suffers from several hallucinations. She also begins to have nightmares, one involving a dead baby and the other of a blood-drenched Louise talking to her about Shelley. Others react strangely as well. The son of family friends punches Alina's stomach without warning, and Leo, invited to try and help Elena, senses bad energy coming from her stomach and learns that Elena believes the baby is killing her. Leo is disturbed and seems aware that something is amiss. As the pregnancy advances, Elena begins to deteriorate rapidly, losing weight, becoming frequently exhausted, waking with blood around her mouth, scratching herself, and adopting unusual eating habits. All of this is ignored by the doctor who insists that it is normal behavior when pregnant. And you're kind of going, wait a minute, I mean, I've had three kids with my wife so we don't remember scratching i don't remember her scratching the hell out of her clavicle so you know that didn't register and it was kind of scary that she was a doctor was reassuring this young woman that it's normal to scratch the heck out of yourself when you're pregnant didn't like that that was sort of an unsettling moment she is uh alina's condition she also reveals that the baby is a girl right before the ultrasound machine mysteriously shuts down. Elena insists that something is wrong. 
Elena's condition further worsens as she nears the due date. She is frequently exhausted and exhibits strange behavior, such as reacting with pain when Louise bathes her. After this incident, she begins to violently attack her stomach, screaming that she wants the baby out of her. These are really upsetting scenes. Louise later finds her out of the house and wandering down the road in the middle of the night, and later sitting in the chicken coop, having attacked and apparently tried to eat all the chickens. A weakened Elena demands to go home, but Louise insists to Casper that if she leaves, her parents would take her and the baby forever. They reluctantly keep Elena. This is where I just, another place where I just kind of dislike Louise. I sort of know where she's coming from, but she, something about her is highly insecure and irritates me. Though Louise keeps a closer eye on her, one afternoon Elena steals one of Louise's knitting needles. This is an incredible scary scene where she tries to do an abortion. Elena dies from internal bleeding as a result of the attempt, but the baby is unharmed. Louise and Casper take her home, naming her Shelly. Louise bonds instantly with Shelly and dotes on her, but Casper admits to a friend that he does not feel a bond with the girl. Shelly demonstrates similar bizarre behavior like Elena. She scares the chickens and reacts with pain when water is poured on her. When Leo visits the house, he becomes shaken and disturbed at the sight of Shelly, sensing something evil and leaves immediately, shocking Luis. Casper reacts to Shelly oddly as well. He insists that she is making strange clicking noises that Luis doesn't hear. Dislikes being around her and becomes unresponsive and shell-shocked, later cutting open his leg while chopping wood. He also has a nightmare and blames it on Shelly. Luis believes none of this and is upset by Casper's behavior. Casper's like the voice of reason, man. One night, Luis has a strange dream and wakes to find Shelly gone. She finds her in the car with Casper, who revs the engine and continues to be unresponsive. Furious, she kills Casper with the car door and takes Shelly back inside. Shaken, Luis sits on the bed with her as an unidentified man in black stands in the room with her. That's a creepy part. The film ends with Luis and Shelley alone with no explanation for the events of the film. This is going on my creepy list. I wonder if you enjoyed it as much as me. Thank you for listening to Riley on Film. I'm your host, Damian Riley. You can find out more and subscribe always for free at RileyOnFilm.com. Now, have a great day.